You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 36, How to Create Spells and Rituals. We've had so many questions about this one, guys. We have indeed. Uh, it's very common practice for beginner witches to perform only the spells that they find in books or spells that were given to them. We've recommended a lot of books for beginners uh, that don't have those sort of spells written out. But we have also recommended some more advanced books that do have spells in them. And a lot of beginner witches just test those out without adjusting them or attempting to even write any of their own, which is a very good place to start. Yes. But it's also important to eventually make your practice your own. So you don't want to just use spells that somebody else created because they created it for their uh, problems in their lives and their things that they're wanting to work on. And your life is going to be completely different as is your practice. So eventually you want to branch out and make your own. Yep. (laughs) So if you are brand new to writing spells, which I think probably a lot of our listeners will be, Mm -hmm. it is better to wait until you have a specific intention in mind and then tailor spells for that. By doing it this way, it allows you to closely connect with the energy of what you want to achieve and makes it considerably easier to create a spell. It also is more effective. (laughs) Yes. A lot of people will jump in and write hundreds of spells, but they don't have the desire to manifest all of those outcomes while they're creating each of those spells. So they have no connection to what they're doing. So it's better to wait until you have something that you want to achieve right now. And then if you can get this method down, you won't have to worry about finding the right spell or spell book at exactly the right time. With practice, you'll be able to create a suitable spell for your working to have a powerful response on the spot. Don't be worried if you can't come up with hundreds of spells at once. Um, I think part of the problem is a lot of people want to jump into the deep end. So don't be afraid to start by tweaking a spell you find in a book just for your own path and your own knowledge for something that you particularly want right then and there. Intention matters. (laughs) It does. So when it comes to writing spells, the best practice is to actually work backwards. Instead of thinking about all of the different things that you may need to gather, you instead want to think of the outcome. So what is the intention of what you want to manifest? What do you need at the end of the working? What is it that you want to achieve? So once you have that idea, you need to then add in the details. So a spell for money or luck isn't going to be successful because it's just not specific enough. Uh, We get into this a little bit more in a future episode about why your spells might not be working. But one of those main reasons is because you're just not being specific enough in the wording. So the best method for when you're starting to write out these spells is to find something that's not too specific, but also not too general. The energy needs to know what you're going for, but it shouldn't be so specific that it becomes impossible to achieve. So what you want, you want to say is something like, that's plausible that could happen in the first couple of months. So say that you are uh, casting some sort of love spell. 
then you want to say that you want to meet somebody who has, you know, some sort of common interest that may live in your area, something like that. But you don't want to say something like, I want to meet a man in the next three days that is six feet tall and has blue eyes and blonde hair and is an investment banker. That is so specific, but it's not going to happen. There's just, there's just no way. And the universe is, it's either going to backfire in some way. It's just not going to happen at all. And you're going to be really disappointed that you don't see the results because that's just not how magic (laughs) works. This is also why you want something that can be achieved in a few months. You don't, for your first spell, you don't want something that's going to take five years to achieve. So again, you want to do something that you're going to be able to see results, but they have to be realistic. (laughs) Yes. You don't want to be, you know, disappointed because you think that it's not working. So you want to do, if this is your very first spell that you are starting out with, choose something that's likely to happen because it's going to boost your confidence and give you the drive to keep going. Yes. Very much so. It may not be the most fun place to start. <laughs> you might not want to do something. Well, I already know this is going to happen or is very likely to happen. So why would I cast a spell for it? It's all about building that muscle and building that confidence. Yes, very, very much so. If you, if your first few spells don't work, a lot of time it can be discouraging, which is why you want something that's in a reasonable time frame, but also not completely unreasonable like I would like to meet a man named Brad who is six foot, blonde hair, blue eyes, investment banker within three days. That's way too specific and unrealistic, even with magic at work to happen. But you also don't want to say, well, I would like to meet a nice man with those same specifications within the next five years, because then a year goes by and you haven't met him. You're going to get discouraged with your spell work guaranteed. If that's your first spell. Exactly. So once you have this outcome in mind, that's not too general, not too specific, you need to think about how you're going to manifest that outcome. What type of technique do you want to use? We've talked about this a lot. So you can either do a group ritual or solitary. One of the very first things we talked about is how we are both solitary witches, but Tara has done group rituals as well. Mm-hmm. So one or the other might work better. Uh, would, are you doing a long-term working and when we say long term like we said not five years do something within a couple of months but the difference between you know a long-term working could be something where you are reinfusing new energy every single day for a week yeah something like a, a week candle that burns down you burn it every single day for seven days that's something that would be considered a long-term working yes. are you going to do a candle spell or something more personal and hidden like a mojo bag that's or something used to represent someone else, like we talked about corn dollies. You want to think about which of these methods is going to be the most successful for what you want to achieve. And this is going to be trial and error. Very, very much so. <laughs> but as you continue in your practice, you are going to become more familiar with which methods you prefer. Like we already talked about, i like working with crystals way more than Tara does. And those kind of preferences just come to you as you keep working. Yes. So very much so. (laughs) After you sort of get this practice down, then you can choose and tailor these methods to which will suit the working best. So take a friendship spell, for example, a candle spell will likely manifest fast, 
but the effects will disappear fast as well because you think about that candle burning down as quickly as that goes you'll see the results sooner but they may disappear sooner as well um so instead you might want to do a doll or mojo working which would last longer and be, can be used to represent specific individuals so that might be a better uh representation for that particular spell so it's just up to you to decide which has the right energy for your working and part of this like she said is trial and error but again if you've been using spells out of books you should be kind of developing a feel for what works and what doesn't work for you and that is a good place to start so when you start designing these spells yourself you kind of know where not only your preferences, but your strengths lie. Like she said, she Steph works with crystals a lot. My strengths are not in crystals. If a spell calls for a crystal, I'm probably going to try and find a substitution uh, with something I'm more comfortable working with, whether it's an herb, a living plant. Uh, it really depends on the spell work. But keep in mind that be very, very beginners working out of books and spells made by other people, it can actually help you develop and find where your strengths lie and that will only help you in your spell work later on making your own spells as it were so the third step is to then decide exactly what you want to put into networking creating a spell for yourself also means that you get to determine all of the ingredients Yay! and that's why we started with things like herbs and oils and crystals because all those things have their specific correspondences that play into your spell cancer yes and keep in mind that it also makes a difference where you source these items from, because this can affect how your spell is going to manifest. We talked about when you are looking into candles or certain types of soy that you would want to stay away from that were not harvested in the best way. Um, if you're not sure where your candle or crystals are from, things like that where these things uh, sort of come from because they that has an energy that can affect your working. So you just want to be careful about that. And yeah. obviously, uh, this is the kind of portion that takes the longest because it's so specific and there's so many different options that you can go with, but it does get easier the more you do it. So when we uh, talked about the herbs that we like, we kind of talked about our top ones. That was the easiest way to go about it because there's just... You know, so many. thousands of options that you could pick from but again as you practice more and more you know which ones work the best for you like I work with rosemary a lot and Tara likes roses like there's Loves just roses <laughs> there's just ones that uh, it, it does when you're running your own spell it can take a long time to sort of figure out and gather all of these different ingredients but you kind of know you're going to start knowing and recognizing what you like to work with and you'll definitely notice a difference from your very first spell working to creating spells later on, just because you'll automatically have a smaller decision to make on what ingredients to use and not use because you know what works and what doesn't for you. So it definitely gets a lot easier and quicker over time, but don't be worried if it takes you quite a while on this step, because when you first get started, there's just so much out there to choose between. Decision fatigue is real. <laughs> The next step is to think about timing of when you want to do the spell. Uh, does time of day matter to you? Some people like to do spells exactly at midnight. 
Um, some people like to do it when the sun is brightest in the sky. It all kind of depends on how it works for you. Um, we talked about moon phases and different days of the week. I am not as affected by moon phases, Tara more so. I kind yep. of <laughs> do things um, around the new moon and the full moon, but the kind of in-between phase doesn't really affect my spell work, but you might want to think about that. We talked about uh, what all of the different phases mean. We talked about all of the different days of the week, which affects me more so than Tara. We're opposite on everything. <laughs> Almost everything, yep. <laughs> so depending on your traditions, these could have a sway on how effective your spell will be, which is important when you are sort of just starting out and writing your first spells, the more sort of extra boost that you can give it by trying all of these different methods would be great. Yes. And you also want to consider whether you want to work with any deities or the Fae, because you're going to need to leave offerings for a few months before undertaking that working. So it's another step to sort of think of in the process. And also depending on which uh, deities you're interested in working with, I would definitely check if they have a corresponding day of the week or season, because that will affect your working, um, particularly if you're working with particular deities. So that is very important to decide before you pick the win. <laughs> <laughs> if words are important to you, you want to start writing your ideas down. We've mentioned a lot of times that your intention and energy are the most important. So you don't really have to worry about screwing up words and we've gotten this question before too a lot of people want to know you know if they have to speak out loud or say certain things you don't have to say anything out loud if you don't nope. want to your entire practice can be in your head you don't the universe knows what you are putting out there so even if you're only saying the words inside your own mind that is fine you don't have to say anything at all out loud if you don't want to but some people find words very powerful and they like sort of the chanting, repetition, things rhyming, that really helps them. So if that's important to you. You might want to start writing those ideas down. But if you are going to say things out loud, just make sure you choose a language that you understand. Yes. Because it might sound, you know, like a good idea to start saying things in Latin. But if you don't understand Latin, you could be saying something that you completely do not intend just because you're pronouncing a word incorrectly. And it means something totally different. So... Make sure you just, English is fine. If that's your language, there's nothing wrong with that. Also, we say intention is the most important and it definitely is. But if your intention is one thing and you're saying something different in a different language, don't be, con you're going to get a weird result on your spell. Just that's why we say, please choose a language you understand because you don't want to put conflicting ideas out into the universe. Um, the point of especially initial spell work is just to focus in on one intention, one outcome that you're hoping for um, and you're working towards. And you don't want simply because you wanted really pretty language to be something that messes that up. I've had people and do the, that. <laughs> yeah. And the last step then is just figure out where you are going to cast your spell, whether that's indoors, outdoors, or if you have a sacred space, do you need to cast a circle before you do it? A lot of the home protection spells that Tara and I do are obviously better done indoors inside, <laughs> inside the house, but there are a lot of spells that are better done outdoors, especially if you're working with nature spirits and the fae and things like that. And a lot of people just feel more comfortable in nature. So you just want to plan out exactly where that's going to happen. That's, that's sort of the last step there. And don't be afraid if you don't overthink this step. If you've thought of everything else on this list, you might naturally just know where you're going to 
need to cast this. Like Steph said, we do a lot of home protections. It doesn't make a lot of sense to do that at like our neighbor's house. Um, so a lot of times once you've thought through the rest of all of these different things and you really know your intention and the outcome you're looking for and you have everything, it will naturally develop. You'll kind of figure out where to do the spell at. <laughs> Don't overthink that step. And the last thing to note is uh, just to jot these notes down in your Book of Shadows, which is a great resource for keeping track of your magical practice because it can be hard as a beginner to sort of recognize and understand when things are manifesting. Mm -hmm. So if you sort of keep track of this in your Book of Shadows and kind of notice things that are happening around you, it's a great resource to go back to. And then if something, if you didn't have good luck with something and just didn't work out or didn't work out the way that you wanted to, then you can go back and check all of these notes that you made and see where something might've went wrong. Maybe you weren't specific enough, or maybe it's a spell better suited like candle magic and you did uh corn jolly or something like that it's and then it's a lot easier to go back and check your notes sort of and uh, maybe tweak things to work a little bit better when the next time that you try again uh when I first started writing my own spells and using my own spells uh I actually used a format very similar to like high school writing prompts like what where when who like why <laughs> um and something like that, especially when you're first getting started, can really help you just figure out the details. And then it's very easy to tweak later on because you have all the details written down. I do not write as many detailed notes now on spells that I create uh, because I'm more comfortable and I know what works for me. Uh, but when I first got started, I found that incredibly helpful. So don't be afraid to literally write everything down. <laughs> So hopefully that helps you sort of understand the process of writing your own spell from start to finish. And hopefully all of the previous episodes that we've done up to now sort of gives you a good overview of each of those as in what to incorporate in your spell writing. And of course, like we said, it's just trial and error and something that grows as you do. So, you know, we're just going to put that out there that go ahead and give these things a try it's great to be able to write spells, and obviously that's a point that every witch wants to get to in their practice. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is something that just takes time and takes a lot of uh, trial and error. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. Don't be afraid if you're not great at it right off the bat. The important thing is you're learning as you go. And it took a long time for me to be comfortable with writing a new spell from scratch. I started with a lot of uh, book spells and then just tweaking little things here and there to make them more my own and then tweaking more things and tweaking more things and tweaking more things. And then suddenly I was at the point where I realized that literally nothing came from the book. <laughs> so it's a process. <laughs> but I agree. And I use spells kind of all over the board. I use ones that I found and I don't need to tweak at all that they've been they work exactly how I would want them to want straight them out to? of the book and there's ones that I've tweaked just a little bit changed a few ingredients here and there to better suit you know what I have on hand I don't like to go out and buy things to use only once like nothing makes me crazier <laughs> I feel like that's so wasteful and just to 
have it and then have to like throw it out in two years. I don't like to do that. So, you know, I, I've tweaked some here and there to just change up the ingredients a little bit. Uh, and then there's some that I've com- created completely from scratch. So that is something casting spells in general is something that is hard to sort of talk about over a podcast. Yes. It's much easier if you can see it. So that's sort of why we created one of the reasons that we created our Patreon account, which yes. is always linked on our website and you can get there through our Instagram, which Wednesday's podcast, we have like all the links in there. So if you're trying to find our Patreon page, but that's one of the reasons that we created it was to film a video of us working on these spells. So you can see the process and see what actually goes into it and how you would write these things down or light the candles or set everything up. It's just, it's sort of a visual thing. It's a lot easier than talking about it over a podcast. But yeah. So if you would like to see sort of some of the ones that we're trying to get at least one up every single month uh, yes. on Patreon, but eventually two, but for right now, <laughs> we're, we're getting one up <laughs> at least. So you can kind of get an idea of some of the things that we do and some spells that you may want to try on your own. And that will give you a good starting point to sort of test out something that we've done, that we've created or tweaked from somewhere we'll let you know if we got it from someplace else and see how that works for you in your practice yeah and i think that is all we have for you this week on how to create a spell please let us know if you have any questions we are happy to answer them um as always you can reach out on instagram or send us an email reach out on our website but we have you know stated that if you are a patreon um, subscriber that those um, questions and comments and emails coming in through the uh, Patreon account get priority um, response time from us because yeah. <laughs> we do we do field a lot of questions and comments and things um, so we give our patrons because we appreciate you and we're very happy to have you um, you get priority response time from us so if you have any specific questions or you need help on your spell work. If you have one that you've been working on, it's not exactly getting you to the point that you want to be at. Maybe we can help you troubleshoot. Definitely let us know. And we will have an episode coming up on troubleshooting why your spell may not be working, but again, it'll be very general, not specific to a particular spell. So hopefully that will help, but yeah, I believe, I believe that's a uh, three episodes from now. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, we're definitely going to get into that, but yes, if you want a specific one-on-one help, then definitely subscribe to our Patreon channel. Yep. And that is all we have for you next week. We will see, or this week, and we will see you next week for how to do a house cleanse. Yay! Which is fun for me. It's one of my favorite things to do. I know. She's very, (laughs) very excited. Like, super excited, guys. Like, you don't even know. (laughs) See you then. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Insta. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.